Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of All About Sports, the podcast. I'm Aniket, and I have with me my fellow co-hosts Rishab and Mazhar. Unfortunately enough, Shubham won't be joining us uh, this week, but uh, for all his fans, you'll be be seeing him soon again. Don't worry about that. And before we get into the meat of the discussion for today's episode, I just like to tell everyone that in a previous episode, which was a 19th weekly episode, we spoke about all things Chelsea FC. We had a very special guest, Rehan, on with us. We kind of tried to put him on the spot. Uh, two Arsenal fans, uh, what do you expect? Uh, and yeah, so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about a sport the three of us mutually love. It's tennis. And since the tennis season of 2021 has kicked off and we are at the cusp of the first Grand Slam of the calendar year, I'm I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped because tennis last season kind of had like its own uh, wave where it was almost absent for a while and then we had a lot of it. And then of course, as every tennis season progresses, there's a lull in December and then January hits. Um, so we're here to talk about the Australian Open, why we love it. Of course, we're going to get in some predictions and and what has become a feature of our podcast, a quiz on tennis and especially Australian Open. So I'd like to open it up with any one of you. Okay, whichever one of you wants to go first. Like there's something special about the Australian Open, right? We all feel it. I don't know what it is about it. For me personally, it's just that the fact that it's the first one of the four in the calendar year brings tremendous joy to everyone <laughs> it's the first like proper two weeks of top seeds packed against each other but yeah mother go for it like what do you think is so special about it so for me gui i think the australian open like you said i think the hype is created simply because it's the first uh, open of the calendar year but more than that i also think that it's very relatable for a lot of people because it's a hard court tournament and not and most of the countries you go to you will find hard courts so it just gives that feeling of that oh one day i can be there if you are a tennis player right or one day i dream of being there of course everyone dreams of playing at wimbledon and all of that but it it all starts uh, mainly for most tennis players it starts from the hard courts so i think that adds a bit to it another major factor for me why i feel that the australian open is so special and what makes it so great is the fact that it's at least in the men's circuit we've seen the most entertaining finals um, at the Australian Open not only the finals for that matter just matches in general I think the Australian crowds also definitely play their role because there's a clear bias when certain players are playing and it's quite evident that players have spoken about it I'm not going to take names but two and four so uh, sorry four and again so um it's one of those and i really always look forward to the australian open i well i'm hoping that there's a different result this time on of, like i always have, but... <laughs> yeah. mother spoke about the mother spoke about the crowds right guess who they back curious they had hewitt in the past Dude, these guys, they like almost cultish, right? Okay, you were world number one at some point, but still more of cult support as opposed to being an out-and-out winner. Curious, well, uh, you want the underhand serves, you want the flair, you want him, uh, you know, some special trainer. Trash talking, trash talking. Oh, trash, trash talking. talking. Arguing with the rest. 
arguing with himself sometimes yeah. chatting with the crowd like that's your guy and that's what i think the australian fans love which is like kind of brings a very good vibe to the center court but yeah okay krishna now your turn anything special you like about the australian Guys, i don't know what I don't know what it is. I just love sports in Australia. There's something about the visual of sports in Australia, cricket, Big Bash, KFC. Even the odd times I've watched rugby, every sport that's played in Australia. There's something about the lighting. There's something about the atmosphere that's absolutely awesome. Just Australia is awesome at hosting sports events, and this isn't just true of, and this isn't just true of like spectators. Even the even the tennis players who actually are playing in Australia, they love they love the Australian Open. and i think there are a couple of reasons you know the bleacher report had this article about why australian open is so special and they hit on a few points that makes it different from the other grand slams right wimbledon is kind of almost burdened by tradition there is so much pressure involved with wimbledon the french open is a little bit more of a drawn out a little bit more of a drawn out sort of sorry um, did open. you say the rafa open did you say oh, the sorry, rafa I, open <laughs> the rafa open sorry that was my bad that was my bad <laughs> um and then the us open just comes at the end of the year where people are just kind of exhausted after a whole year of tennis it is the last slam of the year so australian open like you mentioned just starts with this excitement being the first slam of the year and and wasn't i wanted to hit on the finals point you made you make such a good point because since 2008 from 2008 to 2020 there have been five finals of the australian open that have been five setters which is the highest among all the slams there've been four for wimbledon there've been four for us open and none for the french open <laughs> finally you know um so i think it's just the perfect storm like you said start to the year it's a great location great atmosphere and like you said at the end of the day hard courts are the great um are the great you know evener amongst all countries because everyone who's played in asia has mostly played on a hard court special grass and clay courts are just naturally specialist courts which hard courts are not i think the gap between the us open and the australian open really helps in the sense that most of the players who get injured during the year okay might want to sit out say the atp or wta tour events which happen post the us open just so that they are fresh for the australian open they want to be fit for the australian open so you see a lot of the guys make their comeback in the ao and that's like that's really good right i mean good in the sense like since you're spectators and you want to watch the top seeds go at it sometimes our favorites kind of like have an injury post french open or the wimbledon and they need the time to recover and that recovery time between the us open and the australian open really helps the australian open in garnering like not garnering support i mean uh, having all the best players so a lot just of things to, <laughs> sorry goi just wanted to add one more thing krishna you brought up the fact that we love sports in australia i think you missed one though the f1 grand prix also it is absolutely spectacular yes, yes. and that's something that everyone looks forward to and again uh, goi that's like you mentioned right it opens up with Uh, Australia as well. So even the F1 season. Sadly so, enough, sadly enough, not from this season onwards. Not from this season, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly what oh. I was coming to actually. So that's going to be sort of anticlimactic and weird because everyone's been so used to it. So now suddenly transitioning away from that. Luckily, that's never going to happen 
at least I hope never going to happen with tennis because it's the one yeah. thing over to every January as sports fans. Yeah. And and highlighting, you know, what what a difference the timing makes. So I didn't know this honestly. I I only did this for now when digging this up. So the tournament, the Australian Open from 1977 to 1985, did actually close out the calendar year, and yeah. they didn't. It wasn't doing so well at the point, and only from I think 1987 it started to to change to be the start of the year. And it really shows what a huge difference that makes. It's it's and at the point where they were at the end of the year. they weren't doing so well they wasn't garnering that much attention now there's a lot that the director has done to improve the australian open in general it's also because But, of the weather right krishnan it's perfect yes. some, so i think it comes back down to that also so january was a great shift the weather it's it's nice scorching heat uh it just tests all the players <laughs> to their limits it's a tournament which has an extreme heat policy in place so i think the less that the better Hey, are you like us and trying to make your own podcast but aren't really sure where to get started? Well, when we first began, we didn't really know how to get our podcast out there to the hundreds of different podcast platforms. That's where Anchor comes in. Anchor is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting from start to finish. It allows you to record and edit your podcast and then when you're ready to publish, distributes it to a ton of podcasting platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once you've posted your episode, Anchor tracks listening across platforms and graphs your performance across countries, age groups and platforms. That's how we know that 4% of our listeners are in Hong Kong. If you're listening from Hong Kong right now, well, thank you. And Anchor is totally free. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r.fm to get started. Now back to the pod. but yeah now i'm going to shift slightly to what 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 is that one memory you have which is specifically linked to the australian open which is like you know a special memory in tennis because we watched a fair amount of tennis you can say and like the post like after the turn of the millennia has been fireworks each year we had some tremendous finals in both men's and women's tennis we've seen well the domination of the big 3 before that we've seen um, say some competition between uh, fed and uet and haas and kafelnikov and all these guys we've seen serena come up we've seen venus we've seen justine anna we've seen kim clysters even so, so and of course if you want to go the whole you know lena up and down then azarenka's sheer dominance on the hard court and of course now the women's draw is as competitive as it is um, so any special big moment which you would like to mention i know mine but it's going to be a very cliched one so i'm going to save it for the last news put it in a small bit but go for it krishna and mother i i think for me and, and probably because i was short man short term short memory it was in 2017 uh, when federer and nadal played in the final because i think it was I think we'd kind of all given up. I had definitely kind of given up on ever seeing that again in a Grand Slam final. Um, and I remember it because I was I was still based in the US and it was Australia, so the timing was horrible. But a friend was like, "Hey, by the way, this is tonight. You should stay up and watch it." And we both weren't together, but we were in like different different apartments and sitting watching it. And it was just it was just a dream because 
we really did not expect for them to ever be back right we all we we i personally thought it was done right like with rafa's injury with injuries with with roger federer aging i thought it was done i thought there would be never ever that it was this beautiful moment that we had for so many years with them competing against each other in finals uh, and it came back and for it to be a five setter um was just awesome so i think if if gui is mentioned that it's one of the cliched ones then i think i know which one he's talking about and honestly that's mine too but i'm going to so i'm going to take that's, a different that's approach that's it for a lot of people including one very special player <laughs> you can, you can go for it you can mention it we'll mention it anyway by yeah yeah so, no so i'm going to go slightly different now because i think people overlook this one slam and it's in women's tennis in fact and that was when serena williams won the title in 2003 and she played venus williams that time in the final it was a three set marathon game i remember i'm not sure what the score was but basically uh it was serena and venus's fourth slam consecutive grand slam final so and i remember serena won the first set in a tiebreaker and then she dropped the second and then again she won the fourth but it was a, uh, the third set but i just remember it being like really back and forth really back and forth and and the funniest is i didn't watch this live i didn't watch this in 2003 i actually watched this in one of those star sports Uh, all time great from matches the uh, there was from the vault exactly so i remember watching it then and there because i didn't know the result so it was like equally surprising for me as well so i just was truly engrossed in that game and i and the scary part is serena became three times better after that and the serena we've seen i think in the 2010s was my goodness something else altogether so the fact that the way she's elevated the game from that time to now that's why this 2003 memory has stuck with me uh yeah so for me that's uh, that was definitely a special tournament yeah, how proud do you have to be as parents when your daughters face each other four consecutive times in grand slam finals i didn't know i i i was well reading up on this i found out i was like that is insane and was i'm super impressed your mother mother should also be super impressed with you because you have the score bang on huh? by the way it was tiebreaker first set uh, second set went to venus uh, 6-3 and then last set to serena 6-4 so because <laughs> i had to look it up i definitely did not know this i'm impressed you just knew this off your head top of your head <laughs> krishna this is a warning for the quiz just saying this is a warning <laughs> Messages, but, messages. Yeah, Gui, go for it now. I think it's very important for everyone to know how great that final was. So, Gui, make your response as long as the final was, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so Gui is on mute. He's having Gui one of his on... technical glitches again, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, boys. But uh, I don't know which final you are referring to because this one wasn't as long as the the longest one, but. Uh, I'm talking about Fed's twentieth. That oh, is. Oh, that wasn't I'm, what I was thinking actually. Yeah, that is yeah, absolutely was, not I was, what I was thinking. So, <laughs> so for me, and and okay, he might not have had like the most difficult run, but you got to acknowledge that. Okay, Krishnan said he didn't expect a Federer versus Nadal final in 2017. Fed's twentieth came in 2018, so well, definitely worse off in terms of age. I think he had to dispose of Marin Cilic in the finals. and I, why that memory is so special to me is we were watching this at a friend's house 
and uh, well as most uh, bunch of friends it's between fed and nadal right jokovic is okay fine he's there i mean you everyone respects him but we are all uh, you know 90s kids so we've seen jokovic like maybe 5 years post we saw fed and nadal for the first time um, so yeah it was a whole do we want does everyone want fed to have the 20th there are four guys who do and then there are three who don't so there's like a full two and through and chilich did fight chilich fought and then when you see roger overcome him at that age hey mazar don't nod your head saying as if it's not a accomplishment to be it was a good, match. Uh, it was it a was good, good match, match but yeah respectfully but respectfully on. but <laughs> that kind of became like a, a theme in all of fed's games like you see him struggle and overcome which uh, maybe you saw that uh, never before uh, <laughs> you know so that one was very special and now i think it's time for some honorable mentions uh, of course yeah, the jokovic nadal jokovic nadal the the only finals after which people have been offered chairs to sit on during the presentation like please we apologize we have to pay respect to the sponsors who find all this including the chairs that are sitting on but <laughs> you have to go through this all right that was one and one very special final which also i do hold very dear to my heart is the one in which uh, jokovic announced himself in a five setter against songa like that was the first time where i actually saw someone else break on to the tennis you know title like tight oh, sorry the number one title contention spot of course he was still not in contention by uh, the only one who could kind of challenge those guys you saw jokovic uh, kind of like have the drive because that was of course songa's peak performance if you ask me he it all went downhill from there on so he took on someone who seemed like physically more dominant had a bigger serve um had harder hitting shots and this is jokovic before he reached his prime and he absolutely he announced himself in that 2008 final and it's been uphill for him ever since so these two finals definitely deserve a mention maybe not our peak or our top memories from the australian open but for someone or the other it is going to be because and okay who features strongly in both of them jokovic who holds the record for maximum australian open at 8 jokovic that that hard court surface of the australian open has belonged to him over the last two decades even though he won his first slam <laughs> late in the first decade of 20 of 2000 and but now since since we have jokovic in the season's main card as well main draw as well sorry uh, do you think he is the favorite to win it this time as well um i i i can't bet against him i do want to quickly against shorter that final i will say both me and mazar i think predicted that you would pick that one <laughs> and then we both switched up lanes <laughs> picking a different one um i just want to quickly give a shout out again to both jokovic and nadal on that one because these are two guys who are known for their stamina and they by the end of it were completely zonked out and it was it just didn't feel like that final would end we just and you know again it's just we didn't a, want it to end krishna that's, we didn't that's, want it to end that's how yeah. great it was no no matter how much they were suffering we were like we want more we want yeah. five hours 53 minutes that's the longest australian open match and i remember I, not I, 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 what a moving match it's it's not my place and i remember yeah. not moving from my place for that entire time i only went for a toilet break when they took a toilet break <laughs> <laughs> says a lot when someone is a 
bloody washroom break in the middle of a <laughs> tennis match that that's how long it went on for so yeah and now now of course since the honorable mentions are done with pick your fighters for this year's australian open in the men's and the women's single category go for it like on okay don't have, i'm not okay don't don't pick out one go like mention your favorites multiple go for it but i i don't want it to be just djokovic will win or uh, no no then we do i don't want that big x on our faces at the end of the australian <laughs> No, no, yeah, that's only my bad luck. Uh, I have to. <laughs> no, I think you guys are fine. Gui, this time you have to make a prediction. By the way, you can't sit silent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, Djokovic and Djokovic in the Australian Open. Uh, I best not bet against him. Like, even if he loses, he loses to anyone is going to be considered an upset. So, <laughs> my pick is Djokovic definitely in the men's singles. We can all go for our men's singles favorite, and then we'll come to the women. Go for it, Mazhar. Your men's singles champion. heart always says rafa but <laughs> but honestly i i i i can't bet against novak uh he's been playing also so he's not been away from tennis or anything of that sort so it's going to be very difficult for someone to overcome him yes rafa is the most likely to overthrow him will it happen I don't know. History is not on Rafa's side, and Rafa is also not getting any younger. And I still feel like Djokovic. Those few years of uh, years difference between Rafa and Novak is enough to at least see Novak beat Rafa again. So I've got to go. I'm going to go with a Rafa uh, Novak final. But then I think it's going to be very Rafa might win one set max. Uh, I think that's it. But Rafa's uh, sorry, uh, Novak all the way. Novak all the way for this one. Perfect. Yeah, I, 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 um, I. Fair disclaimer to all our viewers. Uh, at the time of recording this, uh, the Aussie Open hasn't started as yet. So by the time you're listening to this, uh, if someone's knocked out, you are welcome <laughs> to throw virtual tomatoes at us. Um, but <laughs> just, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I totally agree. I mean, at the end of the day, men's singles, it's hard to argue against Novak, but. just to pick a different horse in this race i was so excited when i saw i can't remember it was 2019 or 2020 the grand slam final with uh daniel medvedev that went to five sets and he just was so stretchy and i think it 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 just reminded me of djokovic because he was just so able to get such reach on wherever he on the court he needed to be so just for that i'm going to throw in a different horse in the race and and just bet on medvedev Had a great, I think, twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Um, he's he was looking really good. That was twenty nineteen. Uh, but that was the U.S. Open you're talking about, right? Because yes, he lost to Open. yeah, because he lost to Rafa in the final, and he was brilliant. Yeah, correct, correct. It wasn't, right. it wasn't, it wasn't Aussie Open. It was just hard court. Uh, it wasn't the Aussie Open. But um, so I'll 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 throw him in because I love watching him, and I uh, I kind of think he's you know he's 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 getting that. Ne- that talent level of the next generation that's putting together just pure talent with results consistently so i think he might uh, i'm hoping he tips the wings here this time he yeah the thing is though he if they do face off it will be in the semi finals because he's he seeded fourth and novak seeded first so uh so yeah it could be but then but then krishna that's the thing and what i've realized in men's tennis is if you beat one 
one of the big three, generally it doesn't work out the best for you because it's very, very unlikely that you will beat both. So right. if he does beat Novak, he still has to overcome Rafa. If Rafa. that's how uh, things work out. That's fair. That's fair. So okay. Good. now I'm going to move on to the women's singles category. All right. Serena's playing. Azarenka's playing. Osaka's playing. These are probably the three hardest hitters we've seen in a while, right? And of course, that's a that's that's a bonus on a hard court. Also, the talent for someone like Halep are slightly muted. I mean, Halep's endurance and you know just the ability to stretch and return uh, best uh, work on a clay court. Uh, of course, you can use it on a hard court as well, but it's much more difficult to do. So, my pick is. I don't know why for this. I don't want to be on the Serena bandwagon for this one because let's be honest, uh, she is not anywhere near her peak abilities. All right, so I'm going to say Azarenka just just because I'm going to do the Krishna on this one. I want to pick someone different, but yeah, I'm going for the base skill set of being a hard hitter, being serve, and. That's Azarenka for me. Even though I'd love to have Osaka and Bianca Andrescu even um, in my pick. But uh, Azarenka with the experience and the ability is what I'm going to, is who I'm going to pick. Krishnan. I think the, you know, like we discussed in one of our previous episodes, right? Women's tennis is so much harder to pick because there's so many challenges. Each Grand Slam is, is always um, a little bit more of a crapshoot on who's going to win. But I'm gonna. I want to jump in early on the Naomi Osaka bandwagon. Um, she's had a great 20, 2019, 2020 season. The last Grand Slam that's happened, she won in the U.S. Open. Um, I think she's the next big brand in in women's tennis, right? Um, she's coming up. She's really building her name. And and we talked a little bit about. I mean, she's she's largely you know she is basically from the U.S. But I think she plays under 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 the uh, Japanese flag potentially. Um, but either way, it's 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 both areas that would be hardcore specialists. Uh, so I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Osaka. Maz, who's uh, I'm surprised that none of you even considered last year's winner. I'm quite surprised. Sofia Keenan is not. Let's not forget the holding of women's champion at the Australian Open. She's been fantastic. She had a brilliant year last season as well. She's very young. She she's solid, and I I I'm not. I, I still don't know if she's my pick, so to speak, because I know Serena's being counted out a bit here. So I'm just gonna just say Serena. I'm going with Serena for this, but I am gonna say that Ashley Barty will be someone to watch out for. She's world number one. Let's not forget that Australian last Australian exactly, and. So, there are quite a few people to watch out for. I'm actually interested in seeing how Sviatek also does. She's the Polish... French Open. Uh, yes, exactly. And French Open winner. Uh, so, I think even that will be pretty interesting to see how she goes on a hard court. And since we've made our so-called picks for champions uh, of the Australian Open, it's time to move on to a recurring segment, which is the quiz. All right. So, I'm the quiz master for this episode. And I hope I have some at least moderately challenging questions. Like something which should uh, put you on the spot. All right. So, my first question, boys. 
the australian open has been played in seven cities believe it or not it's been played in seven cities two of those are in new zealand name any one of those two i i can i can go first uh I'll 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 say Auckland. I'll also I'm already on the backward. I didn't even know it was in seven cities. That's impressive. I'll say Auckland. Auckland. All right, Maz. Uh, I'll have fuck man. Which are the the New Zealand cities now? Bro, I would just look at cricket stadiums. Where is the cricket stadium? Then put that only. <laughs> oh God. Oh, oh, acha cricket stadiums. That's a good one, Krishna. Um. Auckland uh, dropping hints to your Christchurch uh, Christchurch Christchurch I'm going with Christchurch All right so Matt gets a point on that one it's Christchurch <laughs> and Hastings Krishna you gave this to me you I gave this to me Krishna I I I went blank for a minute I was thinking Chad and terrible terrible Krishna damn it Hastings there was no chance I don't think who would have Yeah I have no idea good good question no Hastings so sorry but Sorry for my geography, but I didn't know Hastings was even. I didn't know Hastings. <laughs> All right. So next one is up until 1987, the Australian Open was famously played on a grass court. In 1988, the switch was made to a hard court. There has been only one champion who has won it on both the hard court and the grass court. And if I'm not wrong, he's also on the Australian Open Hall of Fame. Pretty famous dude, <laughs> multiple time champ, Australian Open winner. I know this one. I hope oh, so. Oh damn, Krishna! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, go for it, Krishna. Krishna, I'll go I'll go Krishna, for it Krishna. first. But I, I think I have no, the no, years. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you guys some hints, okay, to make this slightly easier. Huh. And I'm don't, I don't even know if I'm naming a champion when I say this. Uh, but, <laughs> but okay, I'll, I'll try to keep it champion. Okay, is it Roy Emerson? Is it Matt Willander? Or is it Agassi? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I knew this one. Koi, you shouldn't have done this. Yeah, you're giving him a chance. I'm gonna say Agassi because I know more recently he's definitely a multiple-time champion. But I think the the date might be wrong, timeline might be wrong. I'll say Agassi, but Mazza's look makes me seem I got it wrong. But I, I stick with Agassi. <laughs> I'm so happy, Roy Emerson. It's Roy Emerson. It's got to be Roy. You are also wrong. You are also wrong. <laughs> I I swear to God, I thought it was Emerson because he didn't he win in '87. Oh, uh, no, I think I think eighty-seven and eighty-eight were both Matt Willander. No, no, sorry, eighty-seven was uh, um, someone else, but eighty-eight was the first yeah. year. Oh, oh, sorry, my bad. Um, Matt Willander won it, I think, eighty-three uh, and four, and then he won it in eighty-eight. Um, oh. Okay. And now, now. Oh, oh damn! Yeah, yes. Oh, Emerson was way before. Wow, Emerson was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emerson was. Emerson was sixties. Yeah. Shit, my bad. <laughs> Yes. True. Okay. Overconfidence cost me. <laughs> All right. So Matt's next question is um, as follows: Matt Willander was famously upset in the '89 edition. All right. He was upset by an Indian tennis player. Who is that player? I um, let you go first this time, Maz. Uh, <laughs> Vijay Amrit Raj. If Krishna, that is your guess. Uh, It's my guess because I don't know. Krishnan, I was yeah. Krishnan, I was secretly hoping this gentleman is related to you. It is Ramesh. It's Krishnan. Ramesh Krishnan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a person, you know, because there also was Ramanathan Krishnan, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> There are lots of Krishnan. Man, yeah, Vijay Amritraj was good in, on grass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, sorry, right. I, so I didn't have, I didn't now, know that. Now we are now either, I'm yeah. going going the Indian related train going. 
So Ankita Raina has made the main draw of the women's doubles category for the 2021 Open. How many women have made it to any main draw of a Grand Slam before this? Indian women, right? Yeah. Yes. How many Indian women have made it to the main draw of any Slam, any Slam at all? From whenever, from whenever the Slam. Yep. 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 It's not. It's not very high. It's oh, not yeah. very high. So that's that's. Uh, I, I'll I'll go with. Yeah, of course, 15. it's the closest to question. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with sixteen. Sixteen. This might be, but I'm assuming doubles <laughs> bots. There might be a lot of people. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting. Is it's it's closest wins? Yeah, it has to be closest yeah. wins. Uh, Sanya Mirza. And I know a few. There was some Madhu, Indian. Madhu, such a such a professional is trying to get it bang on. He's counting. He's not even going for an obvious. Yeah, yeah. Krishnan is getting this one wrong. Um, Arey, I was optimistic. Okay, I'm going with maybe mixed doubles and all. I'm going with four. And that is bang on. It's four. Ankita Raina is the fifth. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I was I was counting Ankita Raina, but it's okay. It's okay. It's <laughs> I, I said thought, I thought maybe it's there were more. <laughs> I was hoping there were more Krishnans on the women's side also, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. my God! All right. So this one's a fun one. So Sanya Mirza and Mahesh Bhupati have each won the Australian Open twice. One time they won it while they partnered each other, and the other time when they won it, their partner was common. So they played with the same doubles partner. Who was this doubles partner? Now hint: it wasn't in the same year. So it could be a guy or a girl. Um, Martina Hingis. Krishna, your guess. Martina Hingis is a good shout. I'd admit. Because I know Sanya won with her, so that's why I was guessing. And I think they, he's, she's played with Bhupati. But I am a complete out of left field guess. Stepanek, completely out of left field. <laughs> I don't know so why. Radek, you, would out, you, you would shout out to Radek Stepanek. He's been on tour for so long. Such yeah. a respectful <laughs> professional player, but uh, Mazar is leading three nil in this quiz. Well done, yeah. man. Well done. Well done. Told you, Krishna. Told no, you. No, I should. Right. Why not give him the hint for the first one, man? At least I would have lost. I I knew he was better at tennis in general. But I don't know why I had to give him that one also. <laughs> and to round up the quiz, this is the last one. So Djokovic announced himself in two thousand eight. We spoke about this. He's the most successful Australian Open champion. We mentioned this, but in his debut at the Open, he faced a certain someone who went on to become the eventual champion. Who was this champion? It's not your usual guy. He uh, played this. So this was his first Open. Oh, his first Australian final. Open. Oh, yeah, no, first not... Australian Open. His ah, debut exactly, on. I don't think he's lost a final, has he, in the Australian? I'll I'll guess Agassi. That might be early. Mazal, your guess. Oh, debut must have been two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand three. Who won it? Oh, Herrero. Okay, sorry guys, both of you are wrong. It's Marat. Is it Savin? I wanted to change it to Savin. All right, neither of you are correct. It's Marat Savin, <laughs> who, of course, very famously, what a character. Sibling played on tour as well. World number one. Both of them, they were kind of. The big ones, right? A brother and sister duo who were number one in the world at some point. And with that, I think we end the quiz. Maz has a three-nil lead on this one. Well, the final scores are: I'm on five, Mazal's on six, Rishab is on two, which is the same as the previous time. <laughs> Krishna, uh, and, you uh, didn't get one without right. Without competing, yeah. 
Malu is on the same score. <laughs> Bro, I shouldn't give the England one, man. Yes, you should not have I... the most, most generic guess with anything New Zealand is Auckland. I... <laughs> There is no way you are going for Christchurch and Hastings of all places. But uh... yeah, Krishnan, Krishnan, you gave that to me. You gifted that yes, answer. Anyway, no worries, Krishnan. It's... Sorry, so I was just saying that Krishnan's in a soup now because we're going to have to average it out with Shubham. So Shubham's ahead because he has one round less. Than... <laughs> yeah, no, no, there's no chance I overtake anybody at this point. No, one second. If Malu hosts another quiz, you have you have a chance. You have a chance. chance. I think don't, I have to bribe the quiz master. Is my route to success? I no, don't don't. <laughs> No, you have to bribe your fellow participants so that they don't score. Don't don't mm. worry about it. Uh, Maz and I take payments in kind. Uh, <laughs> all the best to you. And <laughs> I I thank you everyone so much for tuning in. We just rounded up our episode on the Australian Open. We predicted our favorites to win. Our memorable mo- moments from well the two decades of watching we do we've done and not the playing. Um, Do like, share, and subscribe to our page. Uh, if you like what you see or hear, follow us on all platforms because we are on every platform possible. We are on three video platforms. We are on every podcast platform you could think of. Uh, go ahead. I challenge you. You can try searching. And thanks, boys. Thank you so much for joining me.